There it is. There's the belt to round number three, fight number three, Pacific Coast Boxing. Here we go, folks. Punches and bunches, shoe shines in the corner, hot sauce to the ribs, ranchos al hígado, when in doubt, stick it out, doodle, doodle, doodle. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz here with Rick Prado. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, just excited, you know, big weekend, big, huge fight this weekend. Adrian Broner versus Jim. Oh, wait. Yeah. Not that one. Not that one. <laughs> the return of Adrian Broner. Yeah, no. That's right. But not return. that fight. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, he's he's favored big time. Yeah, of, ag- yeah, against, of course. Against his opponent. Go yeah. figure, right? Well, hey, man. Yeah, we have finally, right? Finally a big fight. Yeah. Again, we talked about it last week. Finally, we got big fights that are coming up. Had a great mm-hmm. card last Saturday. Of course, we got the Burchelt and Valdez fight that are going to be uh-huh. breaking down. Um, at the 130 pound, and then of course we're coming off of the weekend, the Jojo Diaz Rockamoff uh, disaster. Uh-huh. I'm going to call it and debacle that just happened. Um, we had Josh Warrington and uh, and Lara, and then of course uh, Adam Blue Nose Lopez with the nice win. But let, let let's talk about the before we get into anything else, Rick. The whole Jojo Diaz debacle. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you miss weight by three pounds, man? It, like three and a half pounds. Yeah, it, it's yeah. completely ridiculous. He he hasn't fought. We we said it's exactly a year, you know, because yeah. one right before the Super Bowl last year. That's right. Um, he's got a year to you know stay in shape. You know, he's a professional boxer. You yeah, know, he's not uh, Andrew Concio that works with for the uh, right. For the electric company, right, gas you know, or whatever. His yeah. o- his only job mm-hmm. is to be a boxer, stay in shape. Yeah, and you know I'm hearing that uh, he's ballooning up to 170 pounds. Yeah, 170 pounds at all of whatever he's listed at five six. He's probably closer mm-hmm. to five five. We've actually yeah. talked to him and hung out with him. By the way, right, nice enough uh, human being, right? Yeah, when we hung no. out with him, talked to us about his baseball stories and all and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, but. Here's the problem, right? We talked about it, you know, when we were talking to uh, uh, Chris Judajay, the author, right? Arguello, um, you know, all these guys, uh, Camacho, Durant. Yeah. Once they get a taste of the championship and of the good life, man, it's difficult to stay hungry, man. Yeah, no, it, it's just disappointing, you know. I think he, uh, you know, how exciting he, he was to to win that title. Yeah. Um, and then to de- you know to defend that title a year later and not be able to defend it just because. Yeah. And make weight. Yeah, to lose it and, and not even in the ring. And I think, right, we talked we talked about this with other fathers, Rick. I think it comes down to the entourage and the people that, mm-hmm. that surround somebody like that. Yeah. Because that's when you need um as you know, John Wooden says, you need yes men that are willing to tell mm-hmm. you no. Right? Yeah. But in most cases, right, unfortunately it's an entourage that enjoys the success and everything that comes with it, right? Yeah. The partying, the going out, the right. And, and uh, you know, Macho Camacho, he bought, a, um, when he won his first championship, he bought a Cadillac Eldorado for all of his entourage. Yeah. Right? So when the going's good, it, it's all fine. And I think, I'm telling you, just what, and he, he's still young, right? Jojo D is what, 26, 27 years old, something like that? Yeah, something like that. And, you know, it, you're still very impressionable, man. You're hanging around with the wrong people, and no one's there to really provide any course correction, right? Yeah. Like, hey, man, maybe you shouldn't party. Maybe you shouldn't drink, right? Stories are coming out, right, about the DUI that he got in December, mm-hmm. right? And that, that didn't come out, and he's kind of trying to figure that out. In fact, I was out here in uh, Rancho Cucamonga or something like that. So, I, yeah, man, I, I think it has a lot to do with that, Rick. Yeah, and, you know, I think I, it's just disappointing that it, it didn't seem like after the fight he learned anything from this because even after the fight, you know, he wasn't owning it. He was still saying... 
you know, hey, I still want, you know, I'm one of the top guys at 130. Yeah. I want the other top guys. I want the Miguel Burchelts. I want the Shakur Stevensons. I want, uh, you know, the Oscar Valdezes. He's calling everybody out, but it's, yeah. you know, he can't even make weight. Yeah, I know. I know. And, and you know, and then you're right. And then you get to the performance, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, that one, that one, I'm going to say I called that one right. I remember yeah. I had a split decision. Uh-huh. Um, I knew I had a feeling it was going to be close simply because of everything that was coming in and the fact that Rakamov, you know, was legitimate. Uh-huh. Um, he was lucky to, he was lucky to come out and even win that fight. Yeah. He doesn't have a good 12th round. He probably, lo- well, not probably, Right, he he loses that fight. Yeah, no, it, it, uh, it very disappointing. He had to rally to, to to, yeah, you know, to get back in that fight to salvage the draw. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So I, yeah, man, it's it's um it's disappointing again, right? Because he's a very likable kid. Mm-hmm. He's here from Southern California, and I'm telling you, man, you have the wrong people around you. You finally reach the top of the mountain, and that's when you sometimes, unfortunately, Rick, that's when you finally figure out who you really are, man. It, Maybe, too, karma came back to bite him. You know, remember his comments where, you know, hey, you know, Golden yeah. Boy, you're talking about yeah, that's right. all, all your other prospects, Virgil Ortiz, yeah, Ryan Garcia. Right. Yeah. I'm a world champion. What about me? Right, right. And then yeah. we see him fight in the next fight after he makes those comments. And- right. And you wonder, right? You wonder, you know, and De La Hoya is obviously someone to talk about being disciplined and yeah. partying and all that, right? But you wonder if they're like, if De La Hoya and folks are not aware of that, right? Mm-hmm. Of of how he is and how he conducts himself because yeah. they got to see him right yeah and touch base with him it's not like they don't see him they probably see him mm-hmm. ballooning up to one seventies like what the heck's going on yeah just just very disappointing you know it, it uh you know he's he's a world champion you know he had big fights lined yeah. up he wins this fight yeah you know now we're talking you know you, you can get a Burchelt fight you can oh get, yeah yeah um you know some of these other guys in that weight division. Yeah, and I didn't hear um, I didn't hear Bernard Hopkins comment on that, uh-huh. uh, and I don't know if he can, right? Because obviously Hopkins is with Golden Boy, uh-huh. but I know that Hopkins would not be happy about that. No, because you talk about a guy that was a freak that mm-hmm. always stayed in shape, always made weight. There's no excuse, man. No, right? No. And, and you give Bernard Hopkins two, three months now. Yeah. He's making weight. Oh, yeah. No, you for know, sure. It, it, uh, there, there's no doubt yeah. about it. You know, it, there was that documentary, uh, the one with... I told you the guy made it was on uh, on um, Netflix and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, Hopkins was saying, man, when you when you get because the one guy uh, who's the guy that kid chocolate Peter Quillen, yeah, he gave, just gave up the belt right mm-hmm. uh, on advice from um, from his promoter right your your guy from PBC, and Hopkins was saying there's no way like you work way too hard uh-huh. to get that strap you don't just give it up no. And so, right, to reach the pinnacle and get that strap and then give it up because you couldn't make weights for, let's just be honest, because he just lack of discipline, yeah, lack of effort, lack of perseverance. Yeah. The only thing I'll say, right, is that on the other side of failure is usually a seed of opportunity that's even greater mm-hmm. if you're willing to go that route. So hopefully that's the deal with Jojo Diaz, right? That yeah. he turns this into an opportunity to say, okay, this is the low point in my yeah. boxing career, right? Now, you know, he understands what he needs to do. You hope, right? Yeah. You would hope, uh, you know, it just, he's not the type of fighter that, you know, can go in, you know, not make weight and not be prepared for a fight. Yeah. Because he doesn't have the one punch knockout. No, no, he's you not know, that good. He's, he's a light punching, um, right? you know, junior lightweight. Yeah. And he needs to come in shape. Yeah, no, he does. He's more of a of a busy type of fighter, punch, you know, to to yep. Um boy, 
Um, how about the other fight that that you were way off on with Warrington and Lara? <laughs> oh, well, see, that wasn't my uh, you know my lock of the <laughs> week. Of the week. I, I you know probably avoided that fight as my lock of the week. <laughs> yeah, you know, back of the head knowing you sent something. Yeah, right. I sent you sent something. something. I went with uh, <laughs> you know Joe Smith. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, his uh, his opponent came down with uh, COVID, so yeah, that was canceled. But uh, yeah, no, no, huge upset. Um, you know, it, it's, it's good to see though, you know, I, yeah. I think, uh, you know, Warrington's, uh, Eddie Hearn's probably upset with his matchmaker I was gonna for, say. for picking, you yeah. know, Lara, yeah. you know, big mistake. And that's by the way, two guys now for, yeah. uh, you know, for, uh, Eddie Hearn's, uh-huh. right. He's got the, who the Dillian White losing to, uh, to Povotkin. Yeah. Right. Was it Dillian White that lost to Povotkin? Wasn't that yeah, his guy? Was yeah, Dillian White. Right. So yeah. like Dillian White loses to Povotkin, yeah. right? Now Warrington loses. Here's the thing, right? Uh, and I, no, and it wasn't just us, right? Yeah. I was joking. I, we didn't even cover it. I said it's a joke. Mine, yeah. It was over minus 5,000. Mm-hmm. We were at the casinos this weekend, uh-huh. and the casinos wouldn't even touch that fight. No. Um, everybody who was anybody in boxing had that as a stay-busy fight for Warrington. Here's the thing, though, right, that was overlooked. Yeah. Warrington had not fought since he had beaten Frampton, which was over a year and a half ago. Yeah. Lara, on the other point, on the other hand, he stayed busy and had four fights yeah. uh, in 2020. Yeah, right. No different than you know Conor McGregor, right, coming back and fighting that kid from Louisiana that beat him, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, boxing is not like a team sport, right, where you know maybe if you don't have it, you can lean on your teammates. Yeah, right. Anthony Davis comes back from an injury. LeBron will pick up non-boxing. No. Like it's only you, and and it showed. I'll tell you what, because and I and I it was frustrating for me because Warrington is one of my favorite fighters. Mm-hmm. I wanted Warrington to go up against all the guys at one thirty. Yeah, right. I wanted him against Navarrete. I wanted him against. Uh, I mean, you know, forget about JoJo Diaz now, right? But uh, Miguel Burchelt. I mean, he was the guy. Yeah. You know. Um. But um. Or one twenty six, I should say. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, one twenty six. Sorry, that's that's where you got Emmanuel Navarrete, Leo Santa Cruz. Those are the fights I was calling for, yeah. right? Um, and dang, did he look horrible? No, yeah, it, it's like who who was that in the yeah. ring? That was not Josh. That was not Warrington. Yeah, no, and and uh, you know we were out there in uh, you know Laughlin, Nevada this weekend, mm-hmm. and you know the. Listeners were coming up to me and say, "Hey, Rick, yeah, you know, you're probably right about those English chins. Yeah, you know, they're just not there. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, and, I had person after person saying, you know, you and, were spot on with that. And, and I'll tell you what, though, man, why was that fight not stopped in round four? <laughs> oh, it it, it should have been. Had that fight not been in in England, right? You know, with an English referee right. and, and English judges. You know, even that, that fight even stopped. the English announcers, and I think yeah. it was that really cool guy with the long hair, right? Uh-huh. It sounded like him, yeah. right? Um, even they were calling for the stoppage. Mm-hmm. I, he, the guy couldn't even walk yeah. after round four, right? No, they're they're going to get the guy, you know, seriously hurt. Um, you know, it just and, and they may have Rick. You yeah. know, Carl Frampton was talking about. He goes, that kind of fight is like is the equivalent of four fights. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, man. Unfortunately, that may have just completely decimate Josh Warrington. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I think um, you know, emotionally, um, you know, when you listen to any of his interviews, you know, when a champion loses his title and yeah. he's undefeated like that, yeah. he wants an immediate rematch. Yeah. Not one interview I've I've read yeah. 
has he asked for a rematch? You yeah. know, he's looking to fight other guys. Yeah. He wants no part of Lara again. You wonder what happened, right? Because there's a there's a rematch clause. Yeah. Of course, against yeah. poor the poor Lara guy, right? Mm-hmm. And then you know, Eddie Hearn must have learned his lesson. Yeah. But you know, man, it's like it's um it's it's it was very dangerous, right? I I and, and he, what about his corner? Yeah. Why did his corner stop the fight? Yeah. Why would his corner I mean, I'm telling you, man, the damage that he sustained not only from round four, but then all the way through round nine, and that knockout was just ugly, man. Yeah. That was just an ugly knockout. That's and, just the guy that was just out, man. And it was one of the, I think I think the injuries from that fight, you know, I think he had a broken jaw, you know, concussion. Yeah. Um he also had a shoulder injury. Yeah. You know, he, He's a mess coming out of that fight. Yeah, he looked like one of those, you know, drunk fights. When yeah. he was, I mean, and I, I felt so bad for him because I'm a big fan of Warrington, mm-hmm. but holy smokes. Anyways, all right, well, here's the deal. Um, we are going to talk about the news. There's still mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on in the news. Uh, cover that real quick, and then we are going to get to the breakdown of the Burchout-Valdez fight, probably the first big super fight, right, to elite fighters at 130, and we're going to cover that. We'll be right back for the good boxing. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado um, are back. Yeah, man, that was just really disheartening mm-hmm. for the corner. And honestly, right, you think about that, right? This is the thing about boxing or fighting. Everyone there that was watching the fight should have recognized that that fight needed to be stopped. Yeah. And they just let it keep going mm-hmm. and going and going. The end was inevitable. Yeah. There was no way that, that you know, Warrington was going to come back from that, man. It was just... I, I I don't get that. I, I don't get that. That that's you know. It it's one of those where they, they see all that money slipping away, and they're just you know they're yeah they're, maybe there's a shot praying for a miracle right at that point. And also right they're saying hey look as long as you get through to you know a deci- mm-hmm. you know twelve we'll see if we can figure out right yeah. some bogus right decision uh-huh. for Warrington right and there's no way they no. could have manufactured a decision for him in that. Um, so some of the other fights Rick um, Richard Kamiwan six mm-hmm. round knockout. Um, you think that one could have been stopped earlier as well? Huh? Yeah, yeah. I thought that um, that guy. Uh, yeah, you know, he was backing up. He wasn't really throwing too much. He he, yeah. he just kept getting hit. And Kami's, you know, he's a serviceable enough lightweight, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he was the one that was, you know, floored by Teofimo Lopez, yeah. which, you know, that that's nothing. He, Teofimo Lopez knocks everybody out, and he beats Lomachenko. Um, but we'll see, right? We'll see. Uh, uh, uh hopefully Richard Kami can fight. I mean, shoot, how about Kami and uh, Ryan Garcia? Right? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, he's going to be a tough a lot, fight for a lot, a lot there, of guys right? out there at 135. But he gets hit. He gets hit rather easy mm-hmm. defensively. Um, they had the the uh, that heavyweight, the Jared Anderson kid. You yeah. know, look, man. You know, it's it's way too soon to be anointing or crowning him as the next great heavyweight. I haven't yeah. seen enough. The guy that he fought was slow, kind of plodding, yeah. right? Um, of course, the announcer on ESPN made it seem like one of the greatest knockouts. It was just uh-huh. a Simple left with the big guy that was ready to go, you know. Yeah, no, they they definitely have to build him, um, build him up. Uh, yeah, you know, and he's eight to ten fights away from. Yeah, easily. You know. Yeah, I'm I'm not impressed with him. Trust me. Yeah, he, yeah I don't even know if he beats Dominique Brazil. You know. Yeah. Um. Yet our guy Adam Lopez with a very nice victory. Mm-hmm. Right, very nice victory. The only mark on that was Andre Ward's horrible color commentating. Yeah, right. He basically was giving the fight to Sanchez. You mm-hmm. know, talking about how horrible Adam Lopez was boxing and what is he doing? Hey, 
beautiful fight by Adam Lopez. Uh-huh. Yes, Adam Lopez started off a little slow, but I, I'm starting to get a pattern with him. Like, that's kind of what he does, other yeah. than when he floored Valdez early, you know? But, yeah, maybe a couple first couple rounds, right? But once he started getting that jab and boxing, right, he took over, man. Be- beautiful performance. Yeah, and, uh, you know, definitely um, always always in, ex- in an exciting fight with uh, Adam Blue Nose Lopez. Which, you know, that's yeah. that's the good thing that's about him, thing. man. Yeah, so I'd love to see him now, right, step mm-hmm. up and get an opportunity to uh, – to win. I mean, he's the NABF champion, which is cool, right? Yeah. He's, got, he's got a strap, but such a good person, such a good fighter, and so good, glad to see uh, him win. Yeah. Um, what else we got, Rick? Uh, let's go into boxing news, unless there's other results we want to cover. Um, yeah, maybe we just touch on the uh, the Brian Castano fight. Oh, that's Richard right. Sarah, that's know, right. Um, that's right. There's talk of uh, him fighting uh, Charlo. Yeah, they're talking about the yeah. unification because of yeah. that, which would be great, by the way. Yeah. Love, love to see that. Love to see that. Yep. Uh, but we, yeah. We, th- we, we called that one right, by the way. Yeah. No, yeah, it was one of those. We called that one right. Um, you know, Patrick Teixeira, you know, he, he, g- g- decent fighter, but, yeah. uh, you know, Castano was, was was a lot better. Yeah, not at the world-class yeah. level, man. No. Um, okay, so for the boxing news, um, Manny Pacquiao, you know, he wants uh, 40 mil. To uh, fight Terrence Crawford, yeah, um, you know he wants ten for uh, Terrence Crawford. Yeah, um, it's one of those where you know the thought process is, you know, hey, I'm Manny Pacquiao, I deserve this. Yeah, and uh, you know, ten million dollars for Terrence Crawford will be more than he's ever made. Yeah. in a fight. Yeah, but even though it's more than he's ever made, yeah. right? The likelihood of him accepting that, yeah, is slim to none. Yeah. Right, because he's got Al Heyman, mm-hmm. and they're with PBC, and they're going to say, "Yeah, I don't yeah. think so." Well, no, he's right? with the. Oh, he's with. I'm sorry, uh, he's, he, he's with Top Rank yeah. and Bob Arum, right? So, oh, yeah, I, I apologize, yeah. but yeah, even worse. Yeah. It's not going to take that. Yeah, yeah, even worse, even worse that he's with Bob Arum. Yeah, Arum's going to yeah. want at least half. You know, he, he's Terrence Crawford, pound for pound, number one fighter on yeah. ESPN. He's not taking an eighty twenty split. No, he's not going to do that. Yeah. Um, but. Right, maybe that's just like the opening, mm-hmm. right? Um, for negotiations, right? Yeah, and you go 65 35, you know, just yeah, kinda. yeah, maybe, but I don't blame yeah. uh, um, a Manny Pacquiao. And yeah. let's be honest, and here's the thing, man, and this is one of those situations, right? Who and where is how is Crawford going to get 10 million for a fight anywhere else? Yeah, probably uh, nowhere, you know. Maybe for Earl Spence, right? Yeah, but, maybe but Earl that Spence. Fight's not, not not happening, right? And right, no, he's yeah. yeah there's a guy that was that's with PBC and Al yeah. Heyman. I, you know, whatever, you know, maybe you know Bob Arum can negotiate a little bit. Or actually, what am I talking about? Arum said he has nothing to do with Crawford's fights anymore. Remember? Yeah, yeah his son handles all the all the Crawford negotiations, right? <laughs> but hey, man, I think if I'm Crawford, I do that fight all day long. Yeah, why not? Yeah, right. No. Yeah, definitely. You you because uh, he beats Pacquiao, by the way. You, you I think beat, he beats you, him. You beat Pacquiao. Yeah, and then maybe you get a rematch. And yeah, now you're talking closer to fifty fifty. You have uh, that's right. You know, yeah. Chances you, you are he's not going to do it, point. but yeah, he's not going to do yeah. it. I think simply because of the ego, right? Yeah. No way, I accept that. You know, Manny Pacquiao. What is he? Eight? You know, eight division mm-hmm. world champion, right? Yeah. Living legend, you take that fight, yeah, and you yeah. say thank you for giving me the opportunity, yeah, right. And if you think you can beat him, you take the fight, yeah, and then see what you can get on the rematch. Or now, yeah, you know when now you've got two belts, yeah. Now you can you got better leverage yeah. against uh, Earl Spence, yeah, to create that fight. But he's uh, not going to do it. Trust me, he's no. going to. I, I haven't even read the 
anything yet, yeah. but it's going to be a slap in the face. Yeah. What an insult, right? Yeah. I'm pound for pound, right? I don't take 80-20 to anyone. Yeah. You know, he's, he's going to throw out the ESPN has me ranked as the number one pound. That's what I'm saying. And then. Uh, right. Also, too, um, you know, the, the f- other fight that they're negotiating for Terrence Crawford is yeah. the uh, Sean Porter. Yeah. That uh, top rank up their offer to two mil. Oh, OK. Which uh, Sean Porter still declined. Yeah. yeah. How does that how that work? Right. Yeah. Like, first of all, just like that, it went for just doubled. <laughs> right. It went from. Yeah. Yeah. From one million to two million. I, I won't do more than one million for. Yeah. For Sean Porter, and then there's two. Yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden. Okay, what about two? Gee, that was easy, <laughs> right? Give me a break. Again, Cal Brook got more than that, okay? Yeah. And uh, at this point in his career, uh, Sean Porter is a much better fighter than Cal oh, Brook. Yes. And absolutely. Yeah. And by the way, it'll even draw more interest mm-hmm. than Cal Brook, okay? Yeah. That was just a, a glorified sparring session with Cal Brook, yeah. man. Sean Porter will give him a fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, nobody <laughs> thought uh, Cal Brook had a, had, a, had a shot in that fight. No. Um, so yeah, um, also in the news, um, it sounds like there's going to be a Devin Haney, Jorge Linares fight for April 17th. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. You know, it'd be a good fight. You know, it's two of the top, uh, lightweights going at it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, finally it would be a pretty good name on, uh, Devin Haney's resume. It'd be his first really, right? It'd be really his first that would actually give him some instant credibility against El Nino de Oro. Mm -hmm. Right. Isn't that what he signed our gloves? Yeah. Talking to him and his significant other mm-hmm. that was in the lobby there at the hotel that one time, right? Um, I think that would be a tremendous fight. Yeah. I would love to see that fight. And by the way, yeah, no no gimme either way on that one. No, Because no. if Linares comes ready to fight, um, I think he could beat anybody. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have to see if Devin Haney can punch. <laughs> right. You know, Linares uh, has trouble with guys that can punch hard, um, you know, so... It, it would be a really good test. Yeah, well, he got knocked out, but that's the guy. That's when he had moved up, remember? Yeah. Right? That's when he had moved up. So this is at 135. Mm-hmm. So so then, uh, and then also, you know, sticking with the lightweights, uh, Ryan Garcia saying that he only wants to fight uh, Gervonta Davis yeah. or Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, there's rumors that uh, he's going to be fighting Javier Fortuna. Yeah. And I think that's probably more the fight. Yeah. You know, and they probably have to, right? I mean, as excited yeah. as we get as boxing fans mm-hmm. and we want to see them match up, you know, these, this is why um, Tiafimo's fighting Kambu's, yeah. the mandatory, and they deserve it, right? Yeah. Right. Get, make some money. And then it also sets up for these bigger fights yeah. as well. Also, also with COVID, you know, it's, it's still here right now. We're, yeah. Uh, most places aren't being, aren't able to uh, have an audience yet. Right. Um, so, you know, it'll, you you can have the Fortuna fight, and then towards the end of the year, fight a Teofimo Lopez, fight a Devin Haney. Yeah, you know when when you can get that in Vegas or right. Um, we'll see if we get one of those. Yeah, we'll see if we get one of those. I mean, we'll see. Um, and then uh, Andy Ruiz. Yeah, um, his uh, scheduled opponent's supposed to be uh, Chris Ariola. Yeah, in the spring. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm interested to see, you know, uh, there's videos of a- Andy Ruiz and it yeah. does look like he's lost, uh, anywhere from 25 pounds to 30 pounds. It yeah. looks like he's in pretty good shape. Which isn't hard to do yeah. when you're that, when you're that big, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and you know, I like Chris Ariola, right? Uh-huh. You talk about a real local guy. Mm-hmm. He's 39 years old now, believe it or not. Wow. Right. Uh, and just a good dude. We've had an opportunity yeah. to chat with him a couple of times, you know? Um, I like it. And by the way, you know, Ariolo looked his best his last fight against uh, the Polish fighter, right? Adam Ka- Kanaki, Col- yeah. uh, with, with Goosen training him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looked really good. 
And so I'll tell you what, if if Goosen can get him, you know, if he stays with Goosen and he stays disciplined, yeah. I think Ariola can make a fight out of it. Yeah. I really do because we and know he's tough. He can take a punch. That's you know, what he, I'm he saying. He fought with Wilder, and, and right, and it took, you know, a lot of punches to the face. His face yeah. is, you know, yeah, swole up. But uh, you know, he didn't go down. Like, no, he's you tough. Know, he's a tough guy. Yeah, um, and he's got the height advantage, of mm-hmm. course. Right, he's about six two, something like that. So I that that that'd be a heck of a fight. No, yeah, interesting fight. Um, Lomachenko's uh, return fight is supposed to be against uh, Nakatani. Yeah. Which should be, you know, an interesting fight. You know, you've got uh, two different styles. Um, yeah. I, li- I, I, I like that fight, right? Yeah. Um, Nakatani's tough, right? Mm-hmm. He's he's the one that just beat the, uh, the the Puerto Rican phenom that is the Puerto Rican no more, uh, right? In Verdejo. Fact, yeah, Felix Verdejo. Yeah. That's, uh, that was our fight of the year, by the way. Yeah. Right, so I, I I like it. I like the. Uh, I, I think that's a good fight. No, yeah, it'll be an interesting matchup because again, right? Um, not sure if Lomachenko is an actual 135 pounder, mm-hmm. and Nakatani is. Yeah. Right, he's the one that gave Teofimo Lopez fits. Teofimo yeah. Lopez went the full 12 rounds, right? And at the time, we we're thinking, well, geez, is it just Teofimo Lopez mm-hmm. was not focused? Was he not ready? No, maybe this guy Nakatani is a good fighter. Yeah, tall, tough fighter. Yeah. 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 So I'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I look forward to that one. Um, you know, after the Jojo Diaz uh, debacle, uh, the IBF is ordering uh, Rakamov versus uh, Igawa. Yeah, and that's good. You yeah. know, right? So Kenichi Igawa is the, you know, the IBF does it right. You know, that's their number three um, uh, ranked fighter in, at yeah. the 130 pound. There is no number two ranked fighter. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me how that works. Right. No. Yeah. Definitely. The worst thing they could have done was given uh, Jojo Diaz another shot at the IBF title. They don't do that. Yeah, yeah. The IBF at least holds their ground on stuff like that, and no way you reward somebody. Um, you know, and you look at by the way back to the whole Jojo Diaz debacle. Yeah. So what does he do now, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, well, Jamal the Jamal Heron and Carl Frampton fight is is now off, like you said, right? Yeah. Um, Diaz is not beating Gervonta Davis. No. Diaz is also not beating Miguel Burchell. Uh-uh. Okay, he's not beating any of those guys. He's not beating Shakur Stevenson either, Mm-mm. right? So what's he going to have to do to get back in title contention? Here's here's you know here's a, a likely scenario though, um, but who knows? Maybe the IBF makes him wait. So let's just say uh, you know Rakamov wins that fight, right? Yeah. Well, Tevin Farmer's ranked seven, right? So do they bump up Farmer and give Farmer the opportunity to fight Rakamov? Farmer beats. Yeah. Rock them off. Farmer's the champion again, and then we get the rematch with Farmer they, and Diaz. They, yeah, they, they they probably should just because Tevin Farmer had that uh, rematch clause and he didn't get his rematch. Yeah, I know. And now, yeah. <laughs> long gone now, yeah. right? Um, you know, but yeah, JoJo Diaz. You know, where does he go from here? You know, maybe yeah. maybe a Leo Santa Cruz fight. Where he goes from here, Rick, is he he goes home and he does some deep soul searching and he does an introspective perspective on himself and he starts to lay out what's really important for his life and what are his priorities Mm -hmm. because right now they're all messed up. Yeah. And he can say, and his people can say whatever he wants, right? But like you said, when you're a professional fighter, you don't show up three pounds overweight. No. You don't do that. You respect the fact that you have a belt and that you're a champion. He didn't. He's no longer champion. That's his next step, yeah. man. Um, and then, no, yeah, we talked about, I don't know if we talked about the uh, Carl Frampton, uh, Jamal Herring. Um, it was postponed. Yeah, I just the mentioned new, it, but yeah, it's too yeah, bad. March 27th. Yeah. Um, 
Also, uh, Mikey Garcia, you know, I think he's kind of given up on the whole Pacquiao fight. He wants the Pacquiao fight, but, yeah. uh, you know, he believes that uh, Pacquiao only wants to fight uh, guys that, uh, you know, he may not get hurt in with, yeah. um, you know, a little bit easier fights. Um, but Mikey Garcia was, was talking about fighting Danny Garcia, which I yeah. know you would like because uh, – he would put an end to Danny Garcia. Yeah, just you. but I but I just don't know if that's a good matchup for him. That's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, I wanted the uh, who's the other welterweight? I wanted Virgil Ortiz Jr. Virgil Ortiz. Yeah, I wanted Virgil Ortiz. Yeah, to okay. put to put an end to the yeah. to the whole Danny Swift Garcia, and then he could go out and sell all of his uh, merchandise and clothes yeah. that he sells on uh, on Instagram. You know, but uh, yeah, we've heard enough. But yeah, man, here's the thing, right, is that unfortunately, and I think it's Mikey Garcia's own doing, mm-hmm. he hasn't stayed active enough, and when you don't stay active enough, you're not relevant. Yeah. It's just the way it is, right? After he lost to Spence Jr., mm-hmm. he didn't do himself any favors by not staying active. Yeah. And I get the whole COVID thing, but you still could have found a way to have gotten a fight, right? Yeah. Even just to kind of stay busy fight, right, against just some, you know, which... So I don't know. I don't know, man. It's unfortunate. We love Mikey Garcia. Yeah. We, that's the fight we wanted to see. But we want to see him fight. Yeah, but I think that yeah. And from um, from Pacquiao's perspective, he looks at it as where does he have the most to gain? And mm-hmm. and then and honestly, you got to respect Pacquiao. Pacquiao's like, if I'm going to do it, may as well against the very best in Crawford. Yeah. And Mikey Garcia is not even in the top ten anymore, pound for pound. Mm-hmm. So why not try to go out right on your shield against one of the yeah. best fighters that's out there. No, yeah, definitely. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. but but you know when you say Marky Garcia, you know Danny Port or uh, uh, Sean, Porter, Sean Porter, Keith Thurman, Thurman, um, that U- would be the Ugas. Yeah, Ugas is the guy that he probably yeah. has the best chance. He's the WBA guy, you yeah. know. But um, Sean, uh, um, Mikey Garcia, and Keith one time Thurman would be interesting. Yeah, and I think that those two guys need each other. Yeah. Right, because obviously Thurman's last fight, he lost. He lost to Pacquiao, mm-hmm. and Thurman's trying to call out everybody. Right, yeah. Thurman's still got a name. He's only got one loss. Guess what? Garcia's only got one loss. Yeah. So it's almost like the way I look at it. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's uh, it, it's mutual benefic- beneficial to each. I think that could be a good fight. Yeah. No. You know, I'd lo- love to see these guys fight. Uh, you know, all these guys are you know PBC guys, and it, it just seems like. The only fight that we got was Earl Spence and, and Danny Garcia for the past year. Um, yeah. You know, it, these PBC guys need to start fighting. Yeah, and I think that fight's makeable. Yeah. I think that fight's makeable. Mikey Garcia's got a good uh, relationship with PBC and Al mm-hmm. Heyman. Keith Thurman needs a fight, right? Yeah. Make that one happen. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Win-win. And then next week, we've got the uh, Canelo fight versus uh, Yelidrim. Um, yeah. It's also going to be on uh, pay per view as well as the zone. Yeah, and they're offering it for a price of forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, fortunately we have the zone. Yeah, right. So so we'll be okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, but you know it is good that they're dropping the price of that. You know, just uh, you know, even though it does just make sense to just yeah. get the zone and uh, yeah. Well, don't they say too if you order the pay per view, you get the zone for like another month or something like that. Um. They got they got some yeah. some 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 weird thing you know, mm-hmm. um, where where's the odds and now we're gonna have to look at the odds much different yeah. <laughs> right yeah because you know now remember JoJo Diaz we are not JoJo Diaz but um Frampton not Frampton uh, Warrington yeah yeah that fight but yeah. um Diaz uh 
what's his name, Elidrum's trainer, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of giving him a hard time. Remember, he said he's he's in Turkey and he's talking about how his fighter's going to shock the world, yeah. right? Well, now all of a sudden, right, because of this whole thing, although Canelo Alvarez is now at minus 6,200, mm-hmm. okay? So that's huge. That, that that would be probably the biggest boxing upset of all time. Yeah, ba- just based <laughs> based on that number. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look for our 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 uh, betting converter, you uh-huh. know. But yeah, that's got to be close to ninety nine percent. It's it's probably a hundred and two percent. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> hey man, um, uh, the the Warrington was at minus five thousand. Yeah, remember? see, and th- this is even more of an. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm saying. Mismatch, yeah. Here, I got it right here. What did I tell you it was minus six? What was I say it was? Uh, Sixty five hundred. 6,200. 6,200. Yeah, 6,200. So, wow, that's just, um, yeah, yeah, 98.41. I mean, once you get to that point, it's just, you know, yeah. Well, not, you know, close to 99%, man. Um, And then I'll I'll touch on the uh, Adrian Broner fight as well. Um, Against Jovain Santiago? Yeah, tough Jovain Santiago. You know, and, you know, how typical is this? The, The news breaks today. That they've moved the weight from 140 yeah. to 147. Yeah, go figure, yeah. right? Go figure. <laughs> one, one of them, uh, well, we know who could, probably couldn't make weight, you know? And also, <laughs> yeah, this time he's taking everything seriously. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because the times before, right, uh-huh. he just wasn't ready. He didn't feel it, man. No. He no. didn't feel it. He, um, he loves boxing once again. That's good. Hey, yeah. man, maybe he needed the, the, the time away, you know? By the way, he's uh, he's favored at a at a minus eight fifty against the guy that he's fighting. Okay. So that that's a ninety ninety percent chance of winning, is what the is what the house says. Um, other fighters, by the way, uh, you know, I and I know we're going to get to the Valdez uh, Burchell fight, mm-hmm. but um, Gabriel Flores Jr. is fighting this weekend. Yeah, should should be a good fight. Right? Um, is that on the undercard of Valdez? Let me take a look. And Burchell, because he also got Robert Easter Jr. The former, yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, Ber- Berchelt Valdez. It is, huh? And then uh, the, he's fighting Jason Velez, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And then a highly touted prospect, uh, Elvis Rodriguez, is on the undercard as well. Oh, that's right, huh? Yeah. That's right. That's good. So it's a decent. It's shaping up to be a decent card, yeah. right? No, should be. Yeah, he's favored at a minus three thousand, by the way. Yeah, uh, who? Uh, Elvis Rodriguez. Elvis Rodriguez yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's you know, yeah. That that's a ninety six, ninety seven percent. When you know, shouldn't probably say this. Fans are gonna say, "Geez, you know." Should, should, should I make it a lock of the week? Or well, you've got a few I, choices, Rick. Yeah, got I'm, a few I'm, choices. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. You know, the, the fans want it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Which fans I'm, want uh, it. I'm going to. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna make the Burchell Valdez fight in my lock of the week. Oh, the Burchell! Wow, yeah. wow, and that one we'll get to the wall. Okay, I'll give a little teaser, right? Yeah. Uh, and the money line's moving, right? Yeah. The money line's moving. It's as low as minus three forty-five okay. in uh, in Borchelt's favor in okay. some cases, but that is you know seventy-seven percent. Okay, right. That's as low. Now yeah. you know you've got other places. I say that's as low. It goes as high as uh, minus four fifty-five. Okay, depending on where, right? Depending on where, but yeah. But you're saying, but on average, let's just say it's about three ninety. Mm-hmm. So talking about eighty percent chance. Yeah. Is is the line there? But wow, we'll we'll see what happens, mm-hmm. man. You know, yeah, I've got a pick for that one as well. Yeah. What else we got, Rick? Anything else in the news? Uh, no, th- th- that's it for the news for this week. Excellent. All right. Well, 
you know, next segment is really the segment. Let's talk about the Burchout Valdez fight. Mm-hmm. Break it down, tail the tape, um, and of course, ending with our prediction. Yeah. So we'll be right back, folks. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado, we're back. Uh, breakdown, the big fight, Rick. Finally, you know, a clash of of many titans here at the 130-pound weight division um, for what's going to be um, for Burchelt's version of the 130-pound uh, championship, of yeah. course, which he holds. Um, the WBC version of that, okay? Of course, Jojo D is just lo- well losing it on the scales, right? Yeah. Uh, all right, Rick. So that's taking place this Saturday. Let's go through the tail of the tape, right? Okay. And then we'll start getting into keys of the fight. What has to happen? So, um, so let me give you the tail of the tape. All right. Um, Burchelt is the younger fighter by a year, twenty nine years old. Burchelt is thirty. Burchelt is a couple inches taller, 5'7". Uh, Valdez is 5'5". Five, five. Reach, 70.9 inches. Valdez, 66.1. So quite a difference there, Rick, yeah. right? So physically, right, the youth, yeah, maybe it's just a year, but height and reach, huge advantage to mm-hmm. Burchelt already, right? Both orthodox um, right-handed fighters, um, KO percentage of uh, Valdez with 79% compared to 89% uh, to, uh, to, to, Ber- to Burchelt, of course. Uh, Burchelt, uh, 37-1, and, and Valdez, 28-0, uh, no, of course, mm-hmm. bringing in a, uh, an undefeated record. Um, and I think Burchelt got that loss early in his career, It right? was uh, 2014. It was a first-round knockout. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, flash. Yeah. Must have been a flash knockdown then, right? Yeah. So, um uh Burchell has stopped um all of his last five opponents mm-hmm. by knockout, okay? So that's a big deal. Um some other things just to just to kind of throw around there is that Burchell is more the natural 130 uh pound fighter, yeah. right? Having I think his last fight he was even at 130 pounds. This is technically Valdez's third fight at 130 pounds. Um Burchelt made his pro debut in 2010. Valdez has debuted in 2012. Um pretty even with rounds by the way. Burchelt 153 rounds as a pro, Valdez 158 rounds as okay. a pro. Um so there's some tail of the tape information for you, Rick. Yeah. Um, so, uh, significant wins, Burchelt, uh, Jonathan, Victor Barros, of course, uh, El Bandido, Francisco, uh, Vargas, we were there for that Uh one, and then, of course, we were also there at the forum when he beat, uh, Takashi Mira, Uh great fights, by the way, both, both of them. The Mickey Roman fight, you know, that Mickey Roman fight as well, right, right, he kind of destroyed him, but, um, Valdez, um, Key fights, uh, Scott Quigg, Miguel Mariega, Genesis, uh, Cervania. And then, of course, he uh, knocked out our guy, um, Adam Blunos Lopez. Mm-hmm. But disclaimer, Adam Blunos Lopez was moving up uh, yeah. in weight and took it on a one-day's notice, by the yeah. way. Okay. Um, we already got into a little bit as far as the odds are concerned, right? So the line is favoring Burchelt anywhere from 77 to 80 percent so there you have it rick so yeah. what um does 
let's just start with the underdog since he's the underdog yeah. by what the numbers say, even though he's 28 and 0. Um, and I, I guess it's pretty easy as to why he's the underdog, right? He's coming up in weight. Yeah. Okay. Tough fight against Quig when he had his jaw broken. Okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say he hasn't been the same since. Yeah, and I and I and I would agree. Yeah. Okay. Um, really struggles, right? So here's the thing with Valdez over the last couple of fights. He's really a brawler who over the last couple of fights they've been trying to kind of mold into more of that boxer puncher. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem, Rick, is he is not a boxer puncher. No. Okay, and he struggled to kind of stay in that lane, so to speak, because what happens is once the leather starts flying, he all of a sudden starts engaging, okay? Yeah. So um, so from Oscar Valdez's perspective, Rick, what does Valdez got to do to have a chance to win? Um, you know, I've been going back and forth, you know, the two different scenarios. You know, either he, he has to get in there and slug it out, and hope to catch him. Yeah. You know, because, uh, you know, Bertelt has shown, you know, he got knocked out in the first round. You know, it, it, granted, it was seven years ago. Yeah. But, uh, you know, m- maybe he does have a suspect chin. Sure. You know, but I lean more towards, you know, he's going to have to figure out a way. And hopefully he's, he's. Um, I think this is his fourth fight with the Reynosos. Yeah. That hopefully some, some of it is starting to. Yeah. And he's going to have to box. Here's the problem, though, right? Yeah. He's looked awkward. Yeah. Right? He's looked very awkward and trying, trying to and, it, yeah. yeah, and trying to make that transition from, you know, right, a pure brawler, aggressive in your face to a tactician in yeah. the ring. He's not a tactician. No. That's just not who he is, right? It's uh-huh. not it's not his nature. Totally agree, by the way, right? With with trying to transform him. Yeah. It's better for his career. It just hasn't been you know, a very graceful transition over the yeah. last four fights. Yeah, no, I, I, it, uh, it's, it's probably the only way that he's going to be able to beat Burchelt, just yeah. because you know being the smaller guy, you know, probably standing toe to toe with Burchelt's not the way to do it. Yeah. Um. So you know he's going to have to figure out a way to try to box. It's going to be tough. Um. But uh, you know the Reynosos, you know this is where, you know, he's been trainer of the year. Yeah. You know for the last two three years. Yeah. But you know. It's easy to be trainer of the year when you've got Canelo, right? You know, yeah, of course. It, it's, yeah, of you know, course. Yeah. it's easy. You got Ryan Garcia, Ryan Garcia now too. You right. know, and um, but you know, this is where you know he's got to make his money and 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 figure out a way to devise a a, a plan to beat Burchelt. And I I think they're going to try to um, outbox Burchelt. Yeah, but here's now here's the thing, right? Here's what I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right, yeah. but okay. Um, Burchelt is used to doing what, Rick? What does he do in his fights, Burchelt? He comes straight forward. He comes forward, yeah. right? So I think, right, and this is kind of a risk, but I think it's 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 an opportunity. Is make Burchelt fight uh, a style that he's not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Make him back up. Okay, back up Burchelt. Now I know, right? That you're saying, boy, that's a yeah. risk. That means he's going to have to engage. He's going to yeah. have to do it. But it's possible mm-hmm. to effectively box, use your jab, right, and methodically break the man down. Um, because I think that, uh, you know, Burchelt is just a big, straight, come yeah. forward, you know, that, that that's his offense, and that which is also his defense. So I think it's one of those two scenarios, because I think that I, I'm not confident that Valdez can box him for 12 rounds. Yeah. At some point, right— the, it, a fight's going to break out. 
Yeah. Okay. He's going to turn into, you know, the fighter, which he is. <laughs> right. You know, the aggressive, you know, he wants to throw power punches and throw, you know, a ton of combinations, but he's, yeah. you know, he's going to put himself at risk. Yeah, because it's hard to believe, right? Again, like we've said, uh, you know, Valdez is a, is a pure fighter by nature. Mm-hmm. He has not shown the ability um, to win a fight with ring generalship. Yeah. He doesn't win with ring generalship, right? He he runs with pretty much right um, leather flying brawl, and and it's, that's what happened with Quig. Kind of like a smaller Burchell. That's right. You know, no, that's, that's exactly what, right. Yeah. That, that's that's a, that's a great point. So, yeah. So so for me, yeah, I think that it's got to be something different, and the Reynosos had have to have, and maybe even a combination of those, mm-hmm. right? Maybe there's a couple of rounds where he boxes and kind of puts rounds in the bank. Yeah. Right. And then there's others where he makes Burchelt feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. by coming forward and, and trying to test Burchelt. Can Burchelt fight as a counterpuncher? Mm-hmm. Right. Which no one's done to Burchelt. Like I said, Burchelt's knocked out his last five opponents. Yeah. Now, Valdez has taken three of his last five opponents out as well. But again, one of them was Adam Lopez, who took the fight on, you know, last, um, you know, one day's notice. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, another one was at 120, you know, at the 126 pound. Okay, um, so hard, hard, so th- th- those are my keys to victory. Yeah. If I was if I was looking at um, from Valdez's perspective, yeah. I think it's got to be a mix. I don't think he can box him for twelve rounds. Right? Yeah, no, you know, I, I don't think it's gonna, it definitely won't be easy. Um, but I th- but I think that's his only shot. Yeah, I think it's a combination. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's a combination. I think his only shot is to box, um, mm-hmm. engage. Very uh, strategically, yeah, right. Because he's not going to be able to box him for twelve rounds. He's no. just not going to be able to do it. There's just going to be a point where I was going to be like, "Hey, it's it's time to stop and fight." So then, if that's the case, right, have that as part of your strategy, right? Yeah. Hate to invoke this, but it's very much like a Sugar Ray Leonard Marvin Hagler mm-hmm. fight because you know what Marvin Hagler was doing, right? Hagler was coming straight forward and he was just going to wear you down. And you know, you I've, I've watched, I'm a subject matter expert in that fight, yeah. right? I've watched that I think nine or ten times now, and that's how Sugar Ray Leonard won. He boxed, he boxed, and then he chose moments, Rick. He chose moments where he stood there and traded with Hagler, and then at times he was backing up Hagler, yeah. and then he went back to boxing. So I think it's got to be a hybrid, and it's got to be very effective through twelve rounds. Yeah. And I and I hate to say this, but it almost needs to be flawless and executed to perfection. No, yeah, you know, and I think uh, you know, the only difference though is uh, you know, Leonard Leonard was more the boxer. Yeah. Where uh That's a good point. You, you know, right. He it, had the boxing skills, right? Yeah. It's yes. probably easier for him to become, you know, an aggressive fighter and then yeah. switch back. Yeah. Right. Where this one it's gonna be the you know the opposite. Um, I just said style-wise, that's yeah. what he needed to do. I didn't yeah. say he had Leonard's skill set. <laughs> I just said that, right, that yeah. ideally, stylistically, that's what he needs to do. Yeah. He needs to pull off a Leonard Hagler box, rat-tat-tat, mm-hmm. shoe shines every once in a while, right? Frustrate him. Like you said, you know, maybe, you know, have Burchell, right? Get a little careless, right? Starting to throw long, looping, wild punches, and then, bam, Valdez catches him. Yeah. And it's hey, listen, right after what we've seen this weekend, right? It's possible with with, yeah. with the Lara. Yeah, it's possible. Um, Miguel Burchelt's last fight was uh, he fought July, right of uh, of two thousand twenty. Yeah. I'm sorry, Burchelt fought uh, Valdez fought in July two thousand twenty. So both of them fought relatively, right? I'm just mm-hmm. saying that because 
you know, Warrington hadn't fought in a year and a half. Yeah. Laura fought four. So they both fought once in the middle of 2020, right? So even there. All right. Let's talk about Miguel Burchell, right? Uh-huh. What does Miguel Burchell got to do? What are the keys to victory for him, yeah, right? I, I think for him, you know, he just has to continue to do what he does. You know, come forward, yeah. throw a lot of punches, throw a lot of combinations, um, and um, eventually, you know, just, just catch Oscar Valdez and um, and hurt him. Yeah. Um, I think he's he's such a um, such a volume puncher, and yeah. he throws you know a lot of um, you know hard shots. Yeah, it's, it's going to be hard for um, Valdez to make him miss everything. Yeah, I um so 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 yeah, so I agree, right? Yeah. So then that's the thing, right? So from Burchell's perspective, it's pretty simple, right? Mm-hmm. It's be yourself. Yeah. Be yourself, right? I think what he needs to do, right, and it's not just about being yourself. It's making sure that Valdez never gets into any kind of rhythm, yeah, right. Because, like I said, you know, we all know there's. I think everybody can agree there's no way Valdez can sit there and trade with him. No, right. It's not yeah. going to happen. Two inches shorter, right? Uh, the smaller man, the reach. That's not going to happen. So what? Um, yeah, it's almost like Valdez has to. Is like has to. It's like a baseball it has to be like a crafty left-hander, mm-hmm. right? Change speeds, right? Pull the string every once in a while, throw one in the dirt. And from Burchell's perspective, he has to make sure that he never gets in a rhythm. He has to fight. I think even a more smothering fight than what he normally yeah. does, right? Cutting off the ring, keeping him in the corners, constant pressure, making Valdez feel as if he's fighting in a proverbial phone booth. Yeah. Right. Where he has no choice but to stop and say, "Okay, screw it. This guy's relentless. I'm going to stop. I've got to fight." And then it's and then it's a done deal yeah. because that's you know uh, Burchell's advantage. Burchell cannot get into the situation which I don't see it happening where Burchell's going to shock everybody and say, "You know what? He's going to come out and box." Yeah. No. No. It's not. Yeah. That's not. That's yeah. not going to happen. Right. So I think for Burchell, right, if this makes sense, he has to be even more of Burchell. Than what he normally is, right? He's already a pressure fighter, but if I was training him for this fight, I would say let's put even five percent more pressure, yeah, so that Valdez doesn't have the opportunity to go into this boxing mode and you know rat tat tat shoe shine in the corner mode. Mm-hmm. That's what I think Burchelt has to do to really solidify his opportunity, Rick. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, he just has to be himself, and uh, you know, I, I, I think he. You know he'll be fine in this one if he if he's able to execute his plan. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I think so too. The thing is, though, right? You know that all that being said, right? Mm-hmm. Again, right? The 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 Rudy Tomjanovich never underestimate the heart of a champion, yeah. right? Rick, we just had a guy Lara who was pretty much a journeyman, right? Yeah. By anybody's standards, okay, an absolute journeyman, go all the way across the pond and knock out an undefeated Josh Warrington yeah. and floor him. So, we're talking about Oscar Valdez, right? Uh-huh. World champion, Olympian, undefeated. So undefeated. Yeah. So we're saying he can't. I mean, would it be an upset if he beat Burchell? By the numbers, yes, uh-huh. but certainly not more of an upset than just what happened to Josh no, Warrington. No. Yeah, definitely. So who's not. to say it can't happen, yeah. Rick? Yeah, no, it, right. It, it uh, you know, it's a good point. You know, I think uh, you know, I think when we talked about this one, this fight last year. Yeah. You know, I said, you know, exciting fight. I was looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. And I thought Burchelt would knock him out within five. Yeah. You know, 
I did a you know a deep dive this <laughs> right. week. You yes. Know, Reviewing. So this is it. You're you're, you're going to make your pick right here. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you what do you got, Rick? I'll go ahead and this is going to be my lock of the week. So, yeah. you know, last year when we talked about this fight, yeah. looking forward to it. You know, I said Burchell mm-hmm. within five. Yeah. Um, I think the way that this fight. Um, yeah. You know, I was looking at Oscar Valdez, and you know, I I took into account, you know, his Olympic pedigree. That's right. You know, there were there were two years where. Um, yeah. You know. At 17. Multi-time. Multi-time Olympian, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. At 17 and at 21. Yeah. You know, he he was in the Olympics. That's exactly right. Um, You know, he's been working with the the Reynosos. You know, they've been working on his defense. They've Mm -hmm. been, you know, so... um, Six successful defenses to his uh, featherweight championship, by the way. Yeah. So, you know, I think the way this one plays out is early in the fight. Yeah. I think Valdez is going to have, you know... Some success. To get some moments. Yeah. To get some I moments. I think first yeah. two, three rounds, yeah. you know, maybe he wins the first three rounds. Maybe, you know, it's, it's yeah. two to one, you know, Valdez, you know, going in, in into the uh, into the fourth. Yeah. I think he gets caught in the fourth. Yeah. I think he goes down in the fourth. Mm-hmm. And um, I think eventually from, from that point on, it's it's a one-sided fight. Burchell ends up stopping him in eight. Eight rounds. Eight oh, rounds. Wow. There I, it is. There I it think, is. I think Burchell... KO yeah. in eight. Um, I just think um, all those things, you know, great fighter Valdez, um, but I think eventually he's going to shake the game plan and he's going to start trying to exchange with Burchelt and that's when he's going to get in trouble. Yeah, and here's a guy, right, in, um, in uh, Oscar Valdez yeah. that was, you know, sent to the canvas by Adam Bunos uh, yep. Lopez, right? Yeah, kind and, of a and, flash uh, left, right? A, a much lighter fighter. You know, he he took a lot of damage in the Squat, Scott Quigg fight. Yes, you know, huge it's, damage. Yeah, so it. Uh, I think Burchell ends up catching him, stopping him in eight. Yeah, so here's the thing, right? Um, I I didn't do not like. I said this last year. Yeah. I do not like this fight and matchup for Valdez. Yeah. The same way I did not like the Leo Santa Cruz matchup with Gervonta oh. Davis. I kind of see a lot of similarities, Rick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Leo Santa Cruz moving up, right? Really not a 130-pound fighter. And what did he do? Leo Santa Cruz came out. Um, and a lot of people scored. In fact, in the official sco- uh, judges scoring card, Leo yeah. Santa Cruz up early, right? Yeah. Even though he was getting tagged and hit quite often. And Leo Santa Cruz, that fight ended in round six. Yeah. Okay. I see very similar um, playing out in this particular fight, Rick. Yeah. I'm with you. I think that uh, Burchelt is way too much, yeah. too big, too fast, too strong. Also this, too motivated too. Uh-huh. I mean, Burchelt, this is Burchelt's biggest fight, Yeah. right? This is the biggest stage for Burchelt. Yeah, I mean, he's beaten Mirasan and Vargas, but this is as big as it gets. Yeah. And somebody like him and his background and where he's at, I don't believe he's going to let this opportunity slip by. He's not going to come in overweight the way that uh, no. Jojo Diaz does. He respects his craft. Um, I've got very similar to Santa Cruz and Gervonta Davis. I've got KO by round six, Rick. Yeah, no, it definitely. Um, you know, I, I think we're uh, we're seeing this fight pretty much uh, the same way. Um, Miguel Burchell, you know, he's in great shape. You know, they, you see the Instagram pictures, he's already shredded. Oh, yeah. Mid- midweek. Yeah. You know, it, it's easy for, um, 
I hear that he does kill himself to get to 130. Yeah. And eventually he's going to move up to 135. Yeah. And fight, you know, fight in the lightweight division with the, the Teofimo Lopez's. Yeah. Um, all them, you know, and, and um, you know, I can't wait for that. But, you he's, know, I, I yeah. think he, you know. He's a bully at 130, man. Yeah. 130, you know, it, it just, you know, he, he's the top guy. Yeah. And, um, you know, he actually, you know, made a great decision going with top rank because. Yeah. If he stays at 130, you've got Shakur Stevenson that he can fight. Yeah. You know, you don't even have to go, you know, outside of the uh, promotion. You've got, got Teofimo Lopez in 135. Herring, right. Yeah. You've got Lomachenko. You've That's got, right. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of the top rank guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, and here's the thing, right? And Valdez is moving up right now. Some mm. people say, geez, is that ill-advised? No, I mean, apparently he's having a lot of issues trying to make the 126 weight. Yeah. Mikey Garcia was weighing in, right? That Mikey Garcia is another, you know, four-time champion, right? 126, 130, 135, yeah. 140. He was weighing in and saying, yeah, this is the time. Uh, and it's right about the age yeah, when— about uh, 30 in. Right. Yeah. When 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 it's time to move up, your body's just getting big, you know, and it's just um you literally they're talking about how painful it is to make one thirty. Mm-hmm. The challenge though with Valdez is that he's so undersized, man. Yeah. Right? That that's my my challenge with the guy, right? He's he's all of five five, right? He doesn't appear to have as big a frame yeah. as Burchell. And I think we're gonna see that. I think yeah. when the fight starts, I think we're gonna look and say, "Geez, like, what is this?" Right? Yeah, it's like you know, a, 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 you know, is it, we finding a bantam weight? <laughs> you know, Burchell's gonna be look like he's you know ten to fifteen pounds heavier. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. It's gonna be like holy smokes, like who sanctioned this fight? Yeah. However, right, don't underestimate the heart of no. Valdez. Um, again, based on what we just saw this weekend with Laura, anything could happen. Yeah. But man, everything is pointing to what could be. A really good fight uh-huh. from you know a, a fight fan's perspective. I think it is. I think that's a possibility that could be a yeah. war, but it's also pointing to an early end. Yeah, for Valdez because you can't. Can me? Can you see this going twelve rounds? No, no. It'd be hard to see, right? Yeah. It'd be hard to see that Val that that Burchelt was not able to break him down, mm-hmm. right? If Quig was able to get to Valdez, if Adam Lopez was able to take Valdez out, how is Burchelt, who's like an offensive juggernaut, yeah. right? How is he not going to be able to catch up to him? Yeah, no, I think uh, I think he will, and um, you know, I but but I, I still give those few rounds where I think Valdez is going to try to stay away, you know, kind of box a little bit, and that'll that'll buy him some extra time. That's why I kind of put it eighth round. There you go, folks. Yeah. Rick Scott. Eight round, I've got round six. Doesn't mean that we don't like and respect Oscar Valdez. It just happens to be two fighters that we like very much. We've seen Burchell fight a couple of times in person, and Rick's got that as the lock of the week, which Mm -hmm. so far he hasn't missed. I haven't missed, yeah. So there you have it, folks. And you probably just, you know, when we post this, Rick, the line's going to move. So. Mm Hopefully, people get their uh, whatever they got to do. Well, All right, fo- yeah, go ahead, Rick. Well, that's why we purposely did this. You know, that's right. Later, later in the week, you know, we that's get our, right. Our bets in early. That's right. We don't want the houses to come back yeah. at us and say, "What are you guys doing?" Huh? Yeah. All right, folks. We'll be right back to wrap this up. Pacific Coast Boxing. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, we're going to wrap this up, but we're still going to have the stat of the week, Rick, so let's have at it. Okay. Um, Henry Armstrong made history by becoming the first ever fighter to hold world titles in three different weight 
classes simultaneously, featherweight, lightweight, and welterweight. So he's the only one to have hold championships. Well, it said the first ever. The first, so, oh, so the first ever. maybe there were multiple, ever. but he was the first ever. Wow, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's crazy. And this is good, right, on Black History Month, yeah. right? So that that's a that's a good one, right? So the first ever. And when was that? I know he has to be in the oh, um, 40s? 50s? Yeah, he was born in 1912, so you're assuming yeah. this had to be yeah. in the 30s, 40s. Yeah, 30s, 40s. Wow. Yeah. That's that's quite the stat. Yeah. No, it, it you know definitely you know when uh, you know Conor McGregor you know he's saying he's the champ champ yeah. and you know he's got <laughs> yeah. two different weight classes yeah. at the same time yeah and, uh, I think uh, Daniel Cormier did the same thing yeah you know but uh, he had three yeah divisions and and by the way and I bet he made weight yeah when he defended oh, no, yeah, each each one of those championships right yeah you know why Rick because he was hungry because he was disciplined and he respected the sport of boxing mm-hmm. unlike some of these guys these days that miss. Um, weight like David Benavidez, and of course recently Jojo Diaz. That's unfortunate. Yeah. All right, folks, that's gonna do it, Rick. Can't wait for this weekend. Big weekend of fights. Oh yeah, huge, huge fight. You know, Adrian Bro. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, not that one. Not Not that that one. one. Yeah, not that one. What? By the way, what card is he on? He's on a Showtime card. Oh, he's on a Showtime. Yeah. Is he headlining it? Um, he can't yeah. be. Yeah, no, yeah. He can't be. He's the main event. He's the main event. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. What's his nickname again? Uh, uh about billions. Uh, oh AD, yeah. Yeah. Know. That's right. I can't believe that they have him actually as the as the headliner. Yeah. For that. Well, the the co-main was uh, Otto Wallen and Dominic Brazil. Oh, the heavyweight I was just talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I think that's the kid from uh, Glendale, California, man. My my old hometown. You know mm-hmm. that Dominique Brazil. He wasn't got knocked out in the first round by uh, Wilder. Yeah, yeah. We met him. Remember, he mm-hmm. met him. Uh, or weren't you there? We went. Uh, came over and said hi to us. And the uh, in Ontario. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. All right, folks. Pacific Coast boxing. Make sure you watch the fights. We'll be back next week and talking about. How close were we with our predictions? All right, folks, protect yourself at all times.